Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this episode, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and head over to bridgechurchutah.com and have access to all of the church information and it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at Bridge Church. Most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. I want to welcome everybody on the podcast today, on the stream today. The notes are downloadable if you're watching on YouTube today. If you're in the room, there should be some place. You should have a three-ring binder. Well, there's usually somebody back there handing them to people when they come in. I didn't see David today, so you did it? Good job. So Dom did it. But if you have the note pages, get them out. Get ready. We're going to conclude this series with honor. And we've been talking about honor. Where the heck is the honor on this planet, man? It's just missing. It's just such a lack of honor in, in the family, in the workplace, in the church. Can I get an AM, somebody? AM? Amen. Right? Last week, we t- or week one, we talked about uh, adding weight, you honor things when you add weight to those things. They are important. And we talked about that boulder in the road. You're going to honor that boulder. Or it's going to mess up your car, somebody, right? And uh, uh, last week we talked about six things that we should honor. I want to encourage you, you can go to the podcast, to the website, check those, uh, those messages out. I think the, the notes are downloadable. You can have the whole system, just like being here, right? I know a lot of our people aren't even here today, as you can tell by this empty stage. But here's the thing. You can download stuff. You can hear the message just like you've been here. I'm going to read Romans 12.10. This is kind of our text scripture today. And I want to read this together, right? I know we're all, most of us adults, we can read. I want to read this like Saturday night hockey game loud, not golf tournament loud. Okay, are you with me? Can you read with me? Better yet, let's do this. Let's all stand together. Hopefully you can see the screen once you stand up, right? But let's get ready and let's read this together. Again, aggressively because we're going to learn something today, right? Ready? Read. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving Good job. Good job, everybody. Before you sit down, put your hands out like this. We're going to pray, and we're going to receive. Okay? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand in an attitude of reception this morning. Father, teach us. Show us. Speak to our hearts today, God. Teach us how to honor. Show us how to honor, first of all, our families. Most of all, you, God. And, God, just speak to each one of us in Jesus' name today. And we can agree with that. Say, amen. Amen. One more thing real quick. If you're a guest or if you need prayer, these are in the seat backs. Fill it out. Write it on the back on the front. Stick it in the box out there. Forgot about that. Amen. All right. So I wanted you to pay attention to this because this is, can you put that back up? This is important. Look it. We talked about this last week briefly, but brotherly love, right? Our brothers. We love everybody. We're going to give honor to everybody giving preference to one another. What's that word preference mean? It means I'm going to put you first, right? What can I do for you today? How can I serve you today? 
And it's not, you know, thinking of yourself like you're a servant and uh, just, you know, oh, he's better than me. It's brotherly love. I'm going to do this because I love you. And in week two, we talked about we don't serve people for our sake. We serve people for Jesus' sake because he said, love one another. And I believe when you get to heaven, you're going to get asked two questions. Did you keep my word and did you love my people? That's it. All the rest of the stuff is wood, hay, and stubble. If we set fire to this stage, it'd burn in a second. But we're not going to do that because this lumber is freaking expensive, okay? <laughs> but I'm saying, it doesn't matter. It's going to burn. It's, it's the things of loving and caring and honoring that are going to stick. Are you with me? This stupid cancel culture thing is, is just about as aggravating as you can be. And it's like a sport now to just dishonor everything you see and dishonor everybody you see, whether it's your family or, or, or whatever. You know, and, and I found out somebody sent me a text this week. He said, there is actually people who get paid to watch social media and select people who have made a mistake or maybe had a fall or maybe um, something happened and, and they point those people out and then they're influencers so they have all these followers and they make a mockery of that person and all of their followers find them and see that and then it becomes a big deal. They actually get paid for this, for dishonoring people. That's amazing to me that that's a thing. That's like, that's a thing. Who does that? That's just, I mean, ah, excess judgment on those people. So I believe in this series that our church, Bridge Church, right? I call my church home, right? We should be above this. We should be the people that go, those people are weird. They just love everybody. How many of you sense the love in this place today? Right? You just loved when you come here that our church can be different. Not that everybody else is doing it wrong, but we can love people regardless if you've been to prison, whether you've, you know, uh, had an abortion. Maybe you've had a divorce. I had a guy when we first got here came to me and he said, I can't serve in your church because I'm divorced. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I just, you know, the rules and this and that, you know, I'm not allowed to serve because I'm divorced. I'm like, well, if everybody has to be perfect to serve, there's going to be nothing but crickets in this room. He goes, everybody got passed, man. Everybody got something. And it's like, again, going back to those influencers who amplify those things, it's like, why do we have to do this? So uh, week, um, the, uh, week one, we talked about who do we honor. Week two, what do we honor. This week, we're going to talk about how, right? This is how we're going to do this thing. Number one on your handout there, you know, whatever we honor, we prioritize it. Number one, we prioritize it. It's important. Whatever is first, right? We're going to talk about this today. You know I couldn't let this slide by. The principle of the first. I talk about this, I think, every week. And I was telling Michelle, I'm like, I should teach a series on this. And she's like, you just did. It was like in January. I'm like, no wonder why it's up in my heart today. But it's the, the principle of the first. Whatever is first in your life gets honored. Right? And if we're going to prioritize people, 
and put people in front of us to honor them, whether it's a wife or a best friend or a child, whoever, those people have to have, have to have the priority in our life. Now, I'm a relatively impatient person. <laughs> all right, enough of the peanut gallery, all right? But here's my thing. I, I, I'm structured. I don't, I don't call myself impatient. I'm structured. I have a system and a repetition, and the way I do things is a certain way. I have a plan. I'm Dan the man with a plan. And, and when my plan gets interfered with, by whether it's uh, someone else or the Holy Ghost, it, it can be a little grappling for me to try to figure it out, right? I know where my son gets it. But I have a plan. And pu putting others first is not in my nature as a person. I have margin in my day, and I'm, I'm structured. I'm like, I'm doing this. The other day, Friday, uh, Noel, many of you know Noel. He's always wearing a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops. He came yesterday and he did the electrical here. He just tied it all together and did the finish work. And I made an order at Home Depot in the morning. This is the best thing. Made an order at Home Depot in the morning and it was ready at lunchtime. So about 1.30, I clocked out for lunch. I got a plan. I'm going to go to the bank, do some business, same parking lot, Home Depot. Bam, going to pick up Noel's orders, all the plugs and switches, so we can put it all in yesterday. It was great. It was, I got margin. I might even be able to eat lunch. This is going to be great. So I get to Home Depot, and there's a line at the order pickup counter. There's never a line, ever. And I look at it, I'm like, what is going on here? Why is there a line? And I look, and they're training somebody new. And I'm like, going to put others first. And I'm like, you know, been working on this message all week. I'm like, so here we are waiting, and I'm waiting. And these people, this, this uh, wife and daughter and some kids walk up behind me, and I can hear the conversation going, and she's, she's like, we're not going to make the appointment. This line's taking too long. Dad said not to leave without the stuff. And, and I'm hearing this, and I'm like, others first. Put somebody before you. And the Holy Ghost speaks to me and says, let this lady go first. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. I got a plan. I have margin. I have structured my day around this whole thing to take care of this on Saturday. And I'm like, and I turned around, I said, hey, I, I, you know, I know you're late, you can go ahead. And the lady, you know, they're training, so it's like, oh, no, okay, start over. I'm like, you don't really even know what is happening here. So I had a lesson in prioritizing others first this week. So this is not just for you, it's for me, right? And, and it took a little bit for me to understand that, okay, right, I'm going to prioritize my wife. I'm going to walk around the car and I'm going to open the door. For a lot of you, you're going to do that, and then you're going to have to scoop your wife up and put her in the car because she's going to flat pass out. Be like, oh, right? <laughs> Honor my wife. I'm going to take care of her needs. I'm going to work all day at my job. Then I'm going to come here, and I'm going to work until 11 o'clock, and I'm going to get home at night, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to listen to her day. I'm going to honor my wife. I'm going to put others first. Why? Because 
It's a priority. Now, the Bible doesn't really say do this to honor, do this to honor, do this to honor. I think it speaks to three areas. And, and we talked about this last week a little bit, but we're going to go there today. In Proverbs 3, 9, it says, honor the Lord with your possessions. Okay? We're going to honor God. We're going to put other people first. And then we're going to honor God with our possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Okay, with the first fruits of your increase. Let's talk about this for a minute because the things that are first in your life are going to get prioritized no matter what happens. Are you with me? Tithing isn't a principle, right? And, and I'll, t I'll say this, and, and I'm going to get judged and probably pointed at, but here's the thing. What's first in your life gets worked, Right? If you looked at your bank account and you saw what was in there, is God in there someplace? Right? I mean, is God more important than Texas Roadhouse? How about this one? Is God more important than Harmon's Donuts? That's, that's tight now. We're going. We're stepping on toes. Okay? What does, is God in that priority in that top bunch of places is is he in there how about okay let's look at time then the first fruits of our day is God in the first portion of your day is he the first priority of your day the first couple minutes first 10 minutes first 12 minutes of your day how about your week all of you are in church today so that tells me that you are prioritizing God because you are taking the first part of your week and prioritizing it and spending it with the Lord. And like-minded believers, kind of important. Would you agree? Now, if we're going to look at this, you know, we're not just throwing God this little bit of, you know, a tip, right? We're giving God our best, first fruits, our best. And if you look at the agricultural system in place, these people were looking forward to the harvest so that they could eat, <laughs> you know? It was exciting, and it was interesting to me. I learned this. They, the first portion of their harvest always went to the temple. Then they ate. Then they worked on their house. Then they spent time with their family. God doesn't need your stuff. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your time. God wants your time. He wants this right here. It's all about the heart, right? He does, God doesn't even care about the amount of money or time or whatever. He just wants your heart, right? Where does he place in your life? And we don't beat you up for the tithe in this place. And, and as a matter of fact, I believe that 2 Corinthians 9, 6 is the New Testament version of giving, Right? It's this right here. Ten uh, percent is great. Ten percent, I would believe, a starting point. At our house, I, I just look at what we bring in a month, and I take ten percent of that, and I say, God, I don't want to be blessed on the ten percent of my giving. I want to be blessed on the fourteen and a half percent of my giving, and we just run it up and say, God bless us on that. Let me just say this. We were talking about this earlier today. You give God a year of consistently giving first fruits, I guarantee you, I double dog guarantee you, your finances will change. 
There has not been a year since we started giving that our, our finances haven't increased every year substantially. My company gives me raises all the time, and it was just like I got a substantial raise just a couple of weeks ago that just came in the mail. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And you give God a year of consistently giving, and not even 10%, just wherever you feel your heart is led, I guarantee you, your whole financial situation will change, right? And if it doesn't, you can go to another church, okay? I'll go with you, right? Well, I'll go. We'll just go to a different place. Because God says in Malachi, test me on this. And I'm just talking about giving financially, you start giving God the first hour of your day, first 45 minutes of your day, read a psalm, read a proverb, New Testament, Old Testament, pray in the book that I forgot to bring, right? You said, Father, God, Father, Pastor, I can't pray for more than a couple minutes. I run out of words. We got a great book for you, right, that Lou brought over here. It's prayers that change, that rattle heaven and earth or shake heaven and earth, something like that. It's a great book. I don't read the cover. Right? I read the inside. But there's prayers for your children. There's prayers for your finances. If you need healing, there's a power prayer. Anybody need some power in their life? You start giving God that first part of your day, I guarantee you your life will change. It has to. Right? It has to. So uh, if you're going to be a person of honor, we need to start prioritizing some things, some time, and some people, those three things, right? Number two on your handout there. Honor has a language. Honor is a language. We have to praise it, number two, right? I always love reading Paul's letters, his epistles, right? Most of the New Testament, because he always opens his letters with, say hi to so-and-so. I'm honoring so-and-so. I'm praising so-and-so today, right? Aquila, Priscilla. He talks about Epaphrodites. These are cool names just to say. But he's like, welcome them. Thank you for once a forest as he came to visit me in prison. Right? He's like, he came and honored me in prison. He's thanking you. He's praising these people. And, and, and Timothy, my young apprentice in the faith, thank you for bringing me honor. Right? He, he's, he's talking about those things. What if we, as Christians, as church people, we started honoring our spouses, started honoring our children, started honoring our bosses, even though they gave us a stinky review. But all that's going to change because you're going to start spending time with the Lord in the first part of your day, <laughs> and you're going to start praying for them, and all of a sudden they're going to like you, and they're going to promote you, and you're going to get all these, you'll own the company, all right? in a couple of weeks. It'll be great, okay? Our words, the words, and we spoke a, a series about this way back at the community center. We talked about it. We may do another one next year. We talked about how important the words of our mouth are because our words, whatever we say, we're either going to honor or we're going to dishonor. There's no middle road. There's no, well, maybe. No, you're going to honor or you're going to dishonor. That's it. How about if Christians... As Jesus' followers, I don't remember seeing Jesus dishonor too many people. Maybe the guys, the sellers in the temple, he kind of lost his mind there for a second. But that was okay. They were stealing. They need to be called on the carpet. And it's okay, but we can still do it with honor, 
Okay? So what are we saying about our boss? What are we saying about our children? Well, this kid, kid, he's always losing some. It's like, really? Well, that's not very honoring. I said at all three weeks of this series, you start honoring your children, they will honor you back. You start honoring, well, you don't know what they said about, well, too bad, get over it. Start honoring, how many times are we going to drop that cup today? <laughs> Not to call you out. <laughs> start honoring our children and our friends' children in the church service on Sundays. Let's be a people, Bridge Church. Let's be a people who bless and not curse, right? Let's be people. I love uh, James, right? We've all heard these scriptures, and, and, and James, is, James is a great story because there was a lot of people named James in the Bible. I believe that the book of James is attributed to the Lord's brother, James. And the cool thing about the brother of Jesus named James is he wasn't a believer until after the resurrection when he had a post-resurrection encounter with the Lord. The cool thing about that is that's what we pray for you every Sunday that you have a post-resurrection encounter with Jesus. James was the pastor at the church in um, Jerusalem, and he was the overseer over what was called the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15, where they were talking about circumcision. Thank God he made the right decision. All the men said, amen, because it was a big time decision. So James was kind of important. He was a pastor at the church in Jerusalem, and he was making lots of decisions. And the book of James is a great study, if you wanted to study it. Um, but we're going to start right here in verse 8. And this whole chapter 3 is talking about the thing in your mouth that causes all the problems. Right? And it's clear he's talking about the tongue. And he started in verse 8. He says, no man, say no man, no man. can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Don't you want to just cut it out? That'd be great. We couldn't, he couldn't talk. Verse 9, but we bless our God and Father with it. Hallelujah, Lord. We just had great worship in this place. Then we curse men who have been made in the similitude or image or likeness of God. I think I put that in your notes there. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these are Christians in Jerusalem. The pastor of the church saying we ought to not do this. Remember in week one when we talked about honor, we have to. This is the hardest part. We have to see people the way Jesus sees people because those people he died for. The same ones we, we curse and talk about and gossip. None of you, of course. Everybody online probably, right? It's, it's, everybody is cursing everybody. And there's people who get paid to do this. Right? And, and it's like we have to remember that God died for everybody. He died for even the people who are social media influencers. So if we start seeing people as Jesus sees people, that, he's, that as God the Father sees people, that they died, that he died for them too, not for what our opinion thinks or what they said to us, or what we think they deserve, 
They deserve Jesus just the same as us, right? We've just come to the revelation of understanding things. We need to look past, right? Dominic talked about me this week. He said some very derogatory words. But I'm going to look past what he is and what he said to Jesus and the cross. Right? He didn't really say that. I'm just, you know, making an example. But if we look past what, what, you know, what he said and what he is to the cross and see Jesus, and here's another thing that we should probably talk about, knowing who we are in Jesus, that he is our Lord, our Savior. We are redeemed. We are the head, not the tail. We are above and not below then we put our faith in him, not what he says about us or what our boss says about us in our urine review or what our spouse said out of maybe some emotional anger or whatever, because we know who we are, right? If you look at Job's story, Job, you know, lost everything but never cursed God. And here we are, we got a sore foot, and it's like, Jesus, come on! It's like, come on, Really? Let's believe what we say and what we read and stick to it. I love what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4. Clear instruction. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. We could call it good right there. This, why? Why do we got to say what we say? But what is good and necessary for edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Anybody had some grace in their life around here? Thank God that Jesus has forgiven what we've messed up and what we've tore up from the floor up. We've been released. And then verse 30 is the best part of the whole verse because this is the, if we read the, went to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, this is the context of what he's, he's not talking about words and, and corrupt words and impart grace. This is the context of what Paul's talking about. He says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We just taught a series on the Holy Ghost. Why have Paul goes through a whole list of stuff right there in Ephesians 4 that grieves the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It's like, oh, you're, you're confining me. I can't move when you curse people, when you talk about your spouse, when you don't run down your kids because they've dropped a cup in the service 35 times. It's okay. We don't have to do those things. Are you with me? Because we're going to grieve the Holy Ghost. And remember, Jesus in his hometown could there do no miracles because they dishonor. When we dishonor God, when we grieve the Holy Ghost, God can't move in that environment. Now, I don't know about you. I like it when God moves and changes environments and atmospheres and heals people and, and saves the sick. Right? So I'm going to call us all. Whether you're in this room or you're on the stream today, to prioritize honor. Put it first. Honor God with our possessions. Honor people with our lips, with what we say. Honor the first day of the week. Honor the first part of your day and prioritize these things, right? Then we're going to praise people with our speech. Yeah, I know you're having a rough time, brother, but you know what? I'm with you. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray for you. Anything. I love that. That. TV show or the, the doctor dude, he, he just walks up and says, how can I help? I have incorporated that into my life, kind of, okay? How can I help? What can we do to help you? 
And we get, we get phone calls with people, you know, and homeless people, and people have lost their job, and people, how can we help? Well, you give me, you know, $1,000 in cash. It's like, ah, we don't do cash. How about we send groceries to your house? How about we give you a ride? How about we send somebody to pray with you? How about we send somebody to the hospital to meet with you? Let us be Jesus with skin on to people who are hurting. Because that's what we're here to do. I mean, church services are great. But actually, when we say amen from here, that's when the mission field starts. That's when the Jesus inside of us needs to take over and start prioritizing the first and praising people. Number three on your handout there, the definition of honor is we're going to put value to it. And how many of you know you protect that which is valuable? Right? How many of you know where your wallet is right now? Yeah. Why? Because it's valuable. You're going to protect that thing. And somebody tries to take it, what happens? There's going to be some hooking and ducking going on. Or this. Kill shot, right? It's just the way it is. You, what you value, you protect. How about if we value us some honor bridge, church? How about it? Anybody with me on this? We start to value that thing, and we're going to keep it. And we're going to place some value on things that you protect. We're going to protect it with our life, right? The, the little tagline on this one, the more you value it, the more you value from it. Right? It's going to be important. There's a, uh, we all know the story of Noah, right? Noah, and we see him getting all abused and stuff, and then he builds this ark, puts two animals on it. There's eight people in it, and then the big storm, and it rains forever, right? How many of you know there's more to the story when the ark landed, right? And when they got, came out of the ark, first thing Noah did, he built an altar and praised God, worshiped God. Then he retired to the farm, planted a vineyard, Bottled his own wine. Had his own label. How I many of you know he made a mistake one night? Probably had a few too many, you know, whatever you drink wine out of. <laughs> I almost said mug, but that was high school. Okay. So he, he drank too much wine. Probably not a good idea. Made a mistake. Here's the other thing about alcohol that's kind of a question mark. How come whenever there's alcohol involved, your clothes come off? But Noah drank too much and passed out with his clothes off. And Noah's sons, one was named Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Well, Ham walks in on his naked, passed out dad. How many of you know he had a decision to make right there? He had a decision to make right there. Right? He could... What's my attitude going to be toward my drunk, passed out dad? Am I going to honor him? Or am I going to pull out my, camp, my phone, get to Instagram, shoot some pictures, right, of my naked, passed out dad, make him look like an idiot in front of everybody across social media, post it, talk about it, put it on Facebook, talk about it on Twitter, Spread it across the world how much of a moron my drunk, passed out dad is. Or is he going to honor him? The Bible says he dishonored his father. He dis Ham 
dishonored his father to his brothers. Obviously, there was no social media. But if there was, that's what he would have did. Because that's what we all used to do. He dishonored his father and he went to his brothers, right? Shem and Japheth, and, and they corrected him. They said, what are you doing? The two other brothers took a blanket, walked in backwards, not to dishonor their father, covered him up, not looking, closed the doors, and left him alone. Now, I'm not condoning getting drunk and taking your clothes off, all right? Because that's probably not going to end well, especially in this culture we live in. But how many of you know Ham could have honored his father by just not saying anything of the dumb, stupid thing that he made, a mistake, right? He was a, a good man who did a wrong thing. Noah had a past, just like each one of you and me have a past. The past doesn't need to be thrown up in front of the world to see. I believe that there are some things in the works in this country that are coming to fruition soon where some people are going to be judged by their past. And it's imperative that the church acts and does the right thing and doesn't join in the condoning the dishonor. Right? And it's going to be critical that we make a great decision. Right? It's, it's important that we don't act out of impulse, that we act out of what Jesus would do and what, the way he would act. Shem and Japheth, the Bible says, I think it's in Genesis 8, that they were blessed and increased the more because they honored their father. Ham, on the other hand, Noah woke up the next day probably was a little aggravated after he looked at social media, and he cursed his son and told him to scram because of the dishonor. The two, uh, Shem and Japheth, were blessed in what they do because they honored what's valued. Their relationship with their father valued more than trying to broadcast this across the planet and make them look like a dope even though what he did wasn't right. So let's remember this, Christians, Bridge Church family, as we are preparing to see things come to fruition on this planet soon, that we may have every opportunity to say, ah, oh, see, told you, Christians every time, with their money in airplanes and this and that and the other thing. How about we say, hey, man, let's just pray. Let's believe the best in this situation. How about we begin to rally around each other as Christians, as a family, and we begin to have each other's backs. No matter what, we're going to protect the family. Right, Joel? You never talk about the family business outside of the family. That's the way Christianity ought to be. Somebody goofs up, makes a mistake, I'm praying for you, brother. Let's just believe God for the best right now. How can I help you instead of how can I judge you and make you look stupid across the planet? That's Christianity. That's the way God wants it. That's honoring each other. That's having each other's back. Honoring God, honoring family, 
honoring people we work with, honoring the place we work, honoring other Christians as family members, not just people who have made a mistake and have a past. In John 7, Jesus and his disciples are preparing to go someplace, and, and his disciples are like, let's go to this place, and we can change the world, and we can do this, and we can do that, and Jesus says, ah, I'm not feeling led to do that. Notice the leader disagreed with the group. So what do the disciples do? They go anyway. And Jesus kind of says, okay, and follows along. But there was chirping taking place, chirping meaning talking back and forth between the disciples. Israel was around. There was other people talking about Jesus. They were saying he's of the devil. He has a demon. And then there was other people saying, no, he's a mighty man of God and all these other things. How many of you know the disciples were in the temple preaching and they were, they were talking about their Messiah, their pastor, their, their, their man. They were talking about them. How many of you know they did not defend Jesus? Jesus says this in verse 18, He who speaks from himself speaks of his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of one, capitalized meaning God the Father who sent him, is true and no unrighteousness is in him. How about we just begin to walk in this righteousness and have each other's backs? No matter what. No matter what they say, looking past the person and what they said to the cross where Jesus was. How about if we start doing that? I like this whole thing. We are created, right? We are created as vessels of honor. When you are born again, you have been, this is part of the deal. You are a vessel of honor. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writing to Timothy says this, But in a great house there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay. Right? The Pastor Dan translation, you got some nice china in your house. And then you got some paper plates and plastic as well. Right? Pastor Dan and Michelle come over, you're going to get the china out. Right? Dom and Teresa come over, you get the paper plates and the plastic out. <laughs> I'm teasing. See, I'm looking past you right now. Right now. But here's the thing. This is the key words in this whole verse right here. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, whose choice is it to cleanse yourself? Whose choice is it to be offended? Whose choice is it to take these words in your heart when that's not truth? Whose choice is it? He says, cleanses himself from the latter, from being paper plates and plastic. He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified or set apart and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. When we choose to honor, when we choose to look past what's said, when we choose to, to look past the decisions the government's making or our children are making, or our spouses are making. We can win this battle because we honor no matter what. That's the way, that's God's character in nature, right? So we make a choice to honor so that we can be used by God. God moves in an atmosphere of honor. You start honoring people and all this stuff we're talking about in this last three weeks, your whole environment has to change because the power of God is now funneling into that thing like electricity through a wire. 
Everything changes when you begin to honor. Are you with me? Right? So we're going to prioritize it. We're going to praise it. We're going to protect it. And here is the key to the whole process right here. And this is the fun part. Proverbs 15, 33. Look what it says. It says, the fear of the Lord, the reverence, is the And before honor is, notice, before honor. Before you can honor, there has to be, say it with me, humility, humility right? Proverbs, a couple chapters later, chapter 18, verse 12. Before destruction of the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is, humility. say it, out of your mouth, humility, right? Verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Humility. Chapter 29, a man's pride will bring him low. The humble in spirit will retain honor. honor. Humility. Humility is the key to honoring everything, everybody in your life. Back to Proverbs 3 and verse 9. This I want to read out of the message. I want to end right here. And I want this to hit your heart like a hammer. And this will be your refrigerator verse for today. Right? Out of the message translation. Message paraphrase. Excuse me. Honor God in everything you own. Give him the first and the best. You get it? Honor God in everything. Right? Why do we pray for our food? We're going to thank God for it. We're going to honor him for it. Why do we pray before church? Because we're going to honor God in this place. Why do we worship? We're honoring God. When you stand up to worship, you are honoring God. When your hands are up, you are honoring God. When your mind is engaged, you're honoring God. We're going to give him the first part of our, our first fruits, first thing of everything we own. We're going to give them the first part of our day. We're going to give them the first part of our week. We're going to give them the first part of everything. You start doing this, things will change in your life. Let's all stand together. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Sandy, South Jordan, West Jordan, or Harriman area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, head over to bridgechurchutah.com or email info at bridgechurchutah.com or you can simply text 801-391-6969. We're looking forward to seeing you soon.